Hey, bitches. I'm Jono. And I'm Dominic. And this, this is Jabber. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Jabber. I'm Dominic. Hey, bitches. I'm Jono. And we have a very special guest with us today, Eric Rutherford. Hey, everyone. Yes. Hi, how are you? I'm very good. How are you? Good. So today's episode is called DILF. Mm-hmm. And um, Jono, can you tell everybody what that means? It means, Daddy, I like to fuck. How do you feel about that? Has anyone ever said that to you before? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, One, you can tell, it actually makes me laugh. Um, yes, I have, uh, that has been said to me before, uh, really? to, my, to my face online via text. Yes. Um, yes, it has been said to me. It's all, yes. Yeah. I, well, Do you embrace it? Well, I think everyone should embrace their daddy dumb, right? <laughs> um, listen, you know, if someone, if someone feels, um, I could be their daddy, then, uh, more power to them. I will support that. I was oh, called well, a daddy in I the mean, bedroom one time and I kicked that kid out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I also, uh, I also think, you know, here's the thing. Um, I think uh, calling someone daddy uh, has changed. It has become a little looser um, in, in the sense of what is defined as a daddy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whereas now some guy, again, to me, it's as much as an attitude as, as an energy. And so I think now you could be in your twenties and someone is going to call yes. you, right. Cause you have daddy energy. Somebody called me a daddy and I was like, you're older than me. <laughs> <laughs> daddy issues. What? Daddy yeah, issues. That's exactly. something totally different. Yes, exactly. So tell us about yourself. I see you online all the time. We always like each other's stuff. Yep. So like, who are you? What do you do? So tell you about me and who I am. So I am Eric Rutherford, AKA Mr. Rutherford, <laughs> as I have become uh, known as we'll say in the last few years, I um was born in the Midwest. I was raised down in South Florida. Don't hold it against Florida. Um, I had two young parents and a younger brother. Uh, we all grew up in this little tight-knit family. Um, I was always the bookworm uh, when I grew up. I was, the fir- I was the kid in the corner with a book. I was very shy, um, uh, but also had a great imagination. You know, you could, I, you know you, I could go outside and build a fort and, and, uh, come up with, you know, these fantasy worlds or, or whatever it was. Um, that was my escape, I should say. And one thing that my mom always believed in, um, for both my brother and I is that she wanted us to be well-rounded individuals or men for all seasons, as uh, she would like to say. So she, um, she got us to play sports and do theater. So I started playing local tackle football when I think I was 10 11 years wow. old. And at the same time, she had me start performing or she had me, had me audition for local children's theater. So I was doing these very different um, activities uh, at a very early age. And it, you know, it created this duality in my life that um, uh, I loved, but also caused uh, a lot of discomfort, I should say. Uh, Cause at that time in the eighties, yes, I am 
a proud <laughs> child of the eighties. Uh, you know, a, you know, it wasn't cool to be a jock and be into theater. And if you were a theater nerd, it wasn't cool to play sports. Uh, so I kept those separate. And I remember when there were times where it would cross over and I would just, I'd be petrified, right. That, um, but I got along with both groups. So that was, you know, that was good for me. So I started performing as a kid then, and uh, I loved it. And I loved playing sports and, you know, I learned about what it was to be a team player, so to speak. And, you know, I really, I thrived. Um, I ended up, you know, uh, as a kid, as an actor, I graduated, we'll say, to the local dinner theater and started performing that. And so I was, I would, you know, get out of school to go and perform. And, you know, I, at times I felt special, right? Um, I will also say it was during this time that I, um, I uh, started um, smoking pot with my friends. I started drinking, you know, quote unquote, out back. Uh, and it was also during this time when I was doing the show that I uh, actually I was molested. And uh, it happened a couple of times. And for me, that um, actually that shattered my childhood, not to get too deep or dark. Wow. Uh, but, but it really it. Um, yeah, my 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 I will say my my innocence ended. And from that point on, um, everything really changed. I mean, it was like my, um, I just remember it happening the first time and it was as if shards of glass were raining down upon me. And I was so aware of that. Um, and, and yet at the same time, um, you know, you, you, uh, and I'm, oh, listen, I will say I'm very open about this, uh, because I believe if you can survive something, it is your responsibility as a human being to help others. And again, that's just my how my mantra and how I choose to you know um, experience the world because uh, I at the time felt very alone and had no one to try. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell really anyone until I got um, uh, until I was twenty one. And uh, so, when did uh, say again. Sorry. When did, how old were you when this, when this happened? It happened when I was 13 the first time. And then it happened a couple times after that. And I still had to go and do the show with the person. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, was older than you? He was. Yes. He was. A, I was 13 and I think he was 26. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. So. And so I you know, must be really proud about this Me Too movement. Yes, I am. Yeah. You know, in all honesty, because it's uh, you know, even though it's um, it's it's interesting that you bring that up because uh, as I got older and I listen, I started I was acting and then I got discovered uh, by both my brother and I, little brother and I. I got discovered when I was fifteen by a modeling agent, and that kind of venture into say the fashion industry. Um, and so I experienced. You know, when I was in my late teens and early twenties, I experienced you know photographers coming on to me and uh, and yeah. things happening. You know, yeah. so it's when this fast fast forward to when this happened, um, uh, I uh, I was glad that it started to shift as much for my my friends who are women. You know, because it's men. You know, it's something that I I've talked about as well. It's you know that whole sense of what it means to be a man and masculinity and strength, right? And and to have something like this happen to you as a, we'll say as a man, right. It still is looked at as it's you as being weak or it's shameful or 
you know, if you're a man, you should have been able to stop it. It doesn't happen to men. Um, and so again, that's part of the reason I'm, I'm very outspoken about it, that it does happen. And it even happened. I have to, I, uh, it even happened, uh, as recently as what I'm 53 now, it even happened to me when I was, I think 47 or 48. Wow. I, I was on a date with someone and they, uh, at a certain point, they were, they were choking me. They were choking you. Yeah. And and it wasn't, I know people are like, Oh, that's hot. No, it wasn't. It was, it was a, it was a violent, it was a physical assault. And he and I, to the point where I was saying, no, no, stop, please. And it was just, it was, it was a, again, I don't know if this is the pivot that you guys want to make in this conversation but it was it happened you know and it was it brought me straight back to the first time when I was 13 years old you know feeling that helplessness and, wow. and not having the power to stop it and, it and here you are as an adult you know and this is happening and you know how old were you when you came out officially so uh so 13 when this initially happened which ended up opening we'll say a door for me right is that I, you know, cause it happened these few times. And then all of a sudden I, I began to identify as, as interested in men as, as, as gay, as, as queer, as homosexual, again, all these, all these labels. Right. But is that because of that? Uh, you know, for me, I, I don't, I, I have never, we'll say blamed it on that. Right. I, 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 listen, I embrace my my queerness my gay i love men i yeah. I, I i that is that is who i am i identify as that yeah. so the fact that that happened and that's why i say it's, for me it opened a door um right. to see that 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 was possible you know um you know and listen again it's you know the challenge that people who both men and women right when if you are molested or sexually assaulted or something it's especially at that young age, you take it upon yourself. You think like, what did I do? What did I attract? What did I want this? Well, I must have, you know, and, and this is, and this is how you begin to define attention, you know, from, um, from someone who is interested in you. So for me, again, it's, 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 trust me, it's taken years of therapy to be able to say, no, that is that they are very separate things. So once that happened for me, I um, then began to seek other seek, seek out other people like myself. And listen, I I I, I came out to my parents when I was fifteen. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and it, for me, at that time, it was something that felt it was a truth. You know, it was something I felt strong. I felt I, it was a good thing about myself. And and yet, when I did come out, it became a horrible thing. Um, uh, it ruined, it, it shattered my, my parents, my family's American dream, like of, of what it was to be a, a family and successful family. And, and, um, right. You know, it, were it, they, they were upset. Yes. Very devastated, yeah, devastated. My dad wanted to throw me out that day. And oh my, my, my mom had to, my mom had to beg him to let me stay. Now, you know, the, the positive, that is that has come out of that right and working it with that and and my parents are in my life today and incredibly loving and supportive of who i am and who i love and and um and 
the experiences that I've had, but we both, everyone had to work on it and being able to look back at it, both my mom, even as recently as, uh, I think it was only like five years ago, we, you know, it was over the holidays, which, you know, many times these, these moments or these conversations happen, right? Where you, you look back or you reflect or you open up the box and you, you look at old pictures, right? And we happen to be doing that. And, and my mom, she had tears in her eyes. And she, to this day, still feels tremendous guilt and, and hurt that that's how she behaved and that's what she did. And, and, um, and she said, she goes, I had never met a gay person before you came out. Yeah. Wow. My mom said the same thing. Really? Yeah. And I wasn't even, I was pushed out of the closet. Were I, mean, you? I wasn't, I didn't come out of the closet. Yeah. Wait, what ha- Tell me what happened. Well, it wasn't dramatic, like your whole thing, but, uh, I mean, I, I wrote a love letter to a guy. She was doing my laundry. She found the letter and it was in detention. Cause I got detention a lot and, uh, I was going to give it to him in detention and it just didn't happen. So she's like, Oh, who's Matthew. And she's like crying. I said, Matthew's a girl, <laughs> but uh, I was just so like, I don't want to deal with it. And she's crying and like, you know, you're going to have a hard life. And I was just like, I got to, you know, can you dr- take me somewhere? Can you drop me off somewhere? I can't deal with it. Right. But uh, we, uh, you know, she's very accepting and everything, you know, is fine. Sure. But you grew up really quickly between yeah, the I, yeah. abuse, yeah. between being in this industry as a model yeah. and coming out at a young age and just being exposed to, you know, everything. Yeah. But listen, I was at my first gay bar when I was 14. Oh my gosh. I, yeah. So, and, and, you know, I, uh, listen, I'm a, I'm, I am a recovering alcoholic and addict and I've wow. been sober to, you know, I, I've been sober for 31 years, which is I was one of the things that I'm incredibly proud of at that time though, my, my drinking and using, you know, I already was, had my first drunk at 13. And by the time I was 14, 15 years old and already going to gay bars, you know, my, my weekends looked very different than your, my, my other high school classmates. You know, I, we would, it's, you know, I, go ahead. From the abuse. It was from the abuse, this all uh, spiral. You know, it's for me, right? it's again, it's, it's, uh, yes, you could say I drank and used because I wanted to escape. It was also right. something for me though. I, at the time, I was also finding, you know, you, we, you know, so much of what I think in your, our, our queer experience, right. Is you it, really in anyone's experiences, you find your community, you find your tribe, you know, whether it's artists or jocks or, um, or, or, or performers, or, or again, whatever it might be, you, you find those, or you search, seek out those that are like you. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, yes, I, the abuse happened in, you know, and, you know, here I am at 15. It's like, where do you fit in? And, you know, I told you, I mean, I was still playing. I was captain of my high school football team. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't out at school. So this, you know, yet I was proudly, I, I led these, this team. And yet I had, you know, uh, I had a boyfriend down in Fort Lauderdale who was twice my age. So it's, you know, for me going out to the clubs or, and, and drink, you know, that was, I, that was, as much escaping, escaping as it was me finding the community where I could, I felt safe. Cause once I came out, particularly at home, 
I, ne- I never felt safe in those walls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just so, you know, you're finding your way. And listen, by the time I was 16, I had, or 15, I started doing Coke. And, you know, by the time 16, I, I was pretty much a full-blown alcoholic and addict. And again, not, I don't, I don't talk, it's not for me. It's, that's just, that's my makeup. It, you know, I have other friends of mine who were out partying and, and love to party and, and they're not an addict or an alcoholic. So I, I don't necessarily correlate, you know, what happened to me with my, we'll say addictions. Certainly it helped me deal with them for sure. Um, but I, I don't, I, for me, I do not blame or feel the cause of, you know, that me being uh, molested as a kid or me coming out so young, that is why I'm an addict at all. So. Right. Well, and this was during like the, the AIDS crisis, right? Well, so it was extra dangerous, extra. Yeah. Listen, I'm glad, glad you brought that up about living through um, the AIDS crisis. Cause I, that was a big, a big part of me. Um, and when I came out and my parents and their panic and certainly listen worldwide. Right. And I can recall it was, I was 16 or 17 years old and going to the hospital and visiting a friend, this, this, this beautiful Italian who I used to dance, you know, with and party with, you know, during the weekends and we would go and not knowing what was happening. Right. Because even then they, they, I, I think even in that year, I think it was 83 or 84, they weren't even calling it AIDS yet. Yeah. So it was this gay disease, the gay plague. And mm-hmm. here you are as this kid who's just come out mm-hmm. and yet, and, and finding your way, right. And how you identify and the, 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 the people that you fall in love with, the, the, the man that you fall in love with, there's, you know, again, there's, it could be a death sentence. Yeah. So yeah. you grew up fast. Basically what you're saying, you know, what I'm saying is, and you've said it, it's like, I grew up fast yeah. and there's a part of my childhood. Listen, there's still a part of me that, um, uh, I will catch myself, you know, having that visceral reaction that that's, you know, part of my emotional growth, so to, so to speak, that was stunted, you know, you, you know, you, as a child, right. Um, uh, you believe your sense of invincibility, you know, or mm. that you, you, you'll, you'll live forever or, you know, all those things. Right. For me, that I always had this, um, this sense of doom or death because now, of the, again- to- go ahead. Sorry. No, you can go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's like, oh, I'm actually glad you interrupted because I was going, I, I for everyone who's listening, I, I promised you, I love life. <laughs> I, it, 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 this is, you know, for me, it's, it's like, I share openly about this. It has also shaped me to be the person I am today, and with that, I, I I attack life with positivity. I believe that you work towards something, you know, and I I, I wholeheartedly embrace. Like I said, if you survive something mm. and can heal from it, and grow from it, and thrive, then it it is your duty, your you know, to reach out to someone else to be, again, this is, this is my experience because other people do not feel this way. Um, particularly in AA because it's about anonymity, but for me, 
you know, I'm, I, I embrace it. And it's, it's a strong standpoint to, and to be open about what happened to me as a kid, you know, um, coming out so young, struggling with this, this, you know, and, and, and to me, it's like, that is how you are of service. That is how you help others, right? And telling your story or, or telling other people's stories. So again, it's, I promise you, um, as, as uh, dark as it may have just sounded, I, I, I embrace everything that has happened to me. But and, all and, that stuff, yes. um, tying it into our theme of yes, daddy, when you, did yes. you feel that when you were you know, at that age and going through all this, did you seek out older men? Yes, for absolutely. You know, you know, and as much for me and, uh, you know, they represented actually many things, you know, for me. Yeah. I listen at one point, I'm sure I, I looked to older men because I didn't have that at home. I didn't have that strength or that, that, um, that, that comfort. Right. I also, for me, I know it was, there was something I looked to, I was attracted to it as well, you know, because I was still kind of relation to the accuser. I no, no, not necessarily that. No, actually a good question though. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that what, what I found attractive in someone who was older again, because I still looked at myself. Well, I was, I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I looked at, you know, um, literally a physical strength, you know, um, uh, how they carry their bodies, uh, you know, full of um, uh, confidence that I lacked. So I was attracted to things that I felt that I didn't have, or I wasn't capable of, or um, or that I dreamed of, right? And and for me, I think the biggest thing was a level of comfort, right? Um, and being taken yeah. care of. I didn't have a good relationship with my father and Jono, he can tell you, he never met his father ever. Oh, wow. So I don't even know what it's like to have like that understanding of what like that father is. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, like, I don't even know what, like, I just know my mom is like that. Like, I see her as like that all, like that, like alien mothership that just like controls everything. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Like I, most that I have is like a relationship to like a person that's a male, like figure that is like, mm-hmm. like the provider, the, like the, the man of the house when I would have been my uncle who mm-hmm. I looked to as that when he passed, I was like, I was like, I lost like, you know, like my, um, like my, I felt like I lost like someone that would be that role. But, but as far as like, like I've gone to therapy too about it and, seen um like how like if your father like he yeah one of my therapists asked me like if your father was to pass away and like you, you found out about it how would you feel I'm like I don't even know the man you know like right. I, I don't I don't even know what is like I, I I have a photo of him like back in like like back in the 80s but like it's like not even like like does that person even exist like you know like sure. yeah so like I don't have like that um you know, like that. Right. You don't ever listen. You don't, you, you don't have that reference in your life. Yeah. That wasn't, it wasn't literally, literally wasn't a part of your life. Yeah. Listen, I listen, you know, I think for me too, it's, you know, I, I love my father. Do you know what I mean? To me, it's, he, 
is one one besides my father when he was in his 23 well well into his 40s too striking you know very good looking classic you know like strong jaw you know carried himself with authority I mean, and look confidence. at the architecture here <laughs> right i listen i listen i'm very thankful to my mom and my dad i i absolutely lucked out i just maintain what <laughs> um so you know for me i i know that i sought that out you know, and because to me, that was what I, I looked at as like the ideal or certainly successful, right? This was a successful um, idea of a man, right? Or what it is to be man. And, you know, the wonderful thing is, you know, certainly in our community, you know, the idea that, that particularly now, which is so exciting for me is the idea of what is attractive or what is beautiful or what is sexy or sensual or, or hot or whatever it might be it's not just this, this stereotype, right. Of what a daddy can be and, and what it is to be a daddy to me is just expanded and, and, and has become so many different things. And as much as about a physical look as it is a, a swagger or a confidence, you know, and to me, I, th- you know, I've always been attracted to someone who has a sense of confidence and a sense of themselves partially because I, for many, many years, I didn't have that. Mm. I mean, I like older because of, I actually call it three S's. Oh. Security, stability, safety. Mm-hmm. That's why I liked older. Sure. And uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but Jono, be- what about you? Do you? <laughs> Wait, what? Say that again. Do you want to be taken care of? Well, I mean, <laughs> well, I, you know, it's interesting, John. It's interesting you say that because I think there is aspects of that, right? Mm-hmm. What I also would say is, in the sense of being taken care of, that then can look a few different ways. You know, there is cer- certainly is that whole idea of a sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's financial. You know that that mm-hmm. that idea to, you know, be. Um, taken out to dinner or, you know, go on fantastic vacations or live in a beautiful home or, you know, or gifts or again, whatever, or live, lead a lifestyle that you at the moment don't, don't feel that you have in your own life. Right. So it's the sugar daddy that opens a door to a, a, a life that maybe you're dreaming of. Mm-hmm. To me, that also feeling of safety or security, right. It's, it also can be where you're like the little spoon, or you're, you want to be you know, like wrapped up in his arms mm-hmm. and you feel safe. You feel For secure, me, you feel protected. Yeah. I, I don't care about the money. Right. So Dominic, Dominic, are you saying that you would be happy with a sugar-free daddy? <laughs> Let's just say this, okay? He doesn't, I mean, he doesn't yeah. really have money, but I, you know, I, I have intimacy issues, which we've addressed in other episodes. I don't really like the cuddling and affection. Uh, my idea, I think being with an older man is that to me, being with an older man means that it's more mature. There's less passion. Right. It's more about intellect and, you know, connecting mentally. So I don't see myself spooning and all that shit, but um, I, I'd like to, you know, you know, I could see myself walking in and, you know, bringing him his breakfast and he's reading the newspaper or something. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like that was attractive to me. That's very interesting that for you, 
it's less the emotionality of it, right? Or physicality of it. It's because for me, that's, I, again, from my experience, what I found in, is in an older man is that there was that sense, that clarity, right? Around who they were as person, as a person, there was less, um, we'll say issues, <laughs> you know, or they'd worked them out, so to speak, which, we know, which we know isn't true. So I, that that's one of the things that I liked. And I, I felt, you know, versus people closer to my age, I felt someone who was older um, was confident to romance you who that would give you flowers to sh and show you affection that. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's oh, interesting. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not romantic. I'm not romantic at all. You know, how'd you, I, how'd you I, lose I that flowers? I, some guy gave me flowers and I just put them on the counter. I didn't, you know, and they died. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I didn't, I'm like, what do I do? I just forgot, you know? Okay. I I, so I have a, so I have a question for you. Yeah. When you're attracted to someone and you then begin to date. Right. For you, what does that look like? Dating someone? Yeah. Well, like, like space how does, like, and distance is important to me. No, it really, it is. Because I know it sounds crazy, but for me, I need someone who, you know, I'm very deep, introspective, I'm introverted. Sure. And, uh, you know, doing this podcast with Jono and, you know, doing what I do, that is not me. It's acting. It's being an actor because that's what acting is and modeling is. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, being a personality on a podcast or a TV show is still acting. So in my private life, I'm just kind of shy and I just need a, like people can overwhelm me with sure. their presence. So, you know, if I'm with somebody, they need to know right away that, you know, I'm not going to. I can't be talking six times a day on the phone and texting all day back and forth. And so for me, what it would look like, would I don't know, I, a sense of maturity and uh, I guess, you know, probably same industry. Mm -hmm. So we can have share that because it's a big sure. part of my life. Sure. Yeah. So what is, so I have a question for you just because I, I listen, I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a big romantic. Same. Are you? Oh my god! Yes, very. Jono is. He loves Jono, that. Good for you. Um, what I would say though is, in you know my many years, we'll say of maturity, so to speak. Everyone's different, just like what you're describing. Uh, mm. Everyone expresses love, affection, thoughtfulness, uh, caring, mm -hmm. different in many different ways, and people and like you, like they respond differently or they're looking for something that might be different than someone else that someone else might be like, God, that's not a turn on or that's not sweet or that's not whatever is, you know, perfect example. It's you could be with someone and they, you like things orderly and they, they have to get the house cleaned or they clean the house for you or I don't know, something like, you know what I mean? Like to you, they're like, Oh my God, that's, that's really them caring. Mm -hmm. Whereas someone else it's, getting a card in the mail or it's, mm -hmm. you know, having, or again, or having breakfast in bed or just like what you said, like making that person breakfast in bed that you like, that's your way of expressing or vice versa. Someone expressing to you. I, I, I think everyone, to me, it's, 
everyone, well, listen, that's why it's so great. It's you find someone who matches what you're looking for in life. Well, like, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to, you know, volunteer more, you know, I think great. volunteering is important. I think you should do two, something for animals and something for humans. Sure. And so, you know, that is something I'd like to do with a, par- a partner, a life partner, you know? And, um, you know, I actually dated our sound guy. His okay. name is Jose. He, he's not here, but, um, hi, hi Jose. And <laughs> I actually dated Jose and he said to me, you're the coldest person I've ever been with. And I said, well, what do you mean? He's saying about what he say, bitch after the end of that cold, he said cold, heartless bitch. (laughs) Did he really? Yes, he did. But he's kind of joking, but he's, I don't know. But one night he said in the middle of the night, I don't remember this. He told me this. So he's like, Oh, like last night, do you remember what happened? I said, no, why? What happened? He's like, oh, well, you were sleeping and I, you know, I kind of woke up and I came over and I put my arm around you to cuddle you and you elbowed me right in the stomach while you were sleeping to get off of me. I was like, I did do that. He's like, yeah. And he's like, but, and then anyway, so we, we stopped seeing each other and then he's dating someone new and he made a point to tell me, yeah. I'm dating this new guy and you know, we cuddle all the time. <laughs> I was like, well, that's, that's nice. You know? So do you, do you, why do you think you're like that? Um, well, my parents divorced when I was really young and my mom made a choice to not date because she didn't want to see like, you know, cause with dating, it's not going to work out with the right, the first one. So sure. she didn't want a revolving door of guys. She didn't want a kid seeing that she didn't want men in and out. She didn't want me to get attached to sure. a, a father figure. So she would date when I would go with my father every other weekend or whatever. Right. And I didn't know. Cause I only saw her alone. Sure. So even though she gave me a lot of love and attention, and affection, mm-hmm. I didn't see that. So it wasn't normal to me. So I would be walking and seeing a couple holding hands, man and uh, man and woman or man and man or whatever. Right. right. And I would just, I wouldn't even look, I'd look away. Yeah. Cause it would make me uncomfortable, uncomfortable. you know? Yep. Listen, yeah. I get, listen, I get it. I get it. I would suggest, um, well, listen again to each his own, right? It, it's, it's, yeah. I feel more, this is going to sound weird, but I feel more empowered when I'm not all like cuddly and, you know, I don't know why. For you, again, we're not not throwing you on the couch right now. That's a whole other episode. Right. For you, for you, you just said it. That's, that's, you feel uh, uncomfortable. You feel unsafe. You feel uh, powerless almost, you know? So yeah, I just feel like dating and love when I'm really in love, I feel like, weakness inside like i can't i feel like a damsel in distress (laughs) like 1950s like waiting by the phone and like you know like oh my god where is he you know but most of the time it's not like that but when i really really like somebody i literally feel weak inside literally so weak like how you're describing is that you lose all strength or sense of self or power and that someone else is um more i just become um, like different 
Well, but, know, just, but, but no, that's, I guess that's why I'm asking you like different in the sense of, listen, some people talk about weak as in something like, oh my God, I get chills and I get so excited and my body goes weak because yeah. I have so much emotion, no, but in a positive way, <clears throat> I have so much emotion for someone and that I, it's, it's, it's making me come to life differently than when I'm maybe just with my friend. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, well, little, okay. Like, Cause I just want to make yeah. sure you're clear. Cause a, a little of how, and I don't know if Jono thinks this too, it's a little of how you're describing it is it's actually weak as a negative. That it's no, not, no, 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 no. Okay, great. Not okay, great. weak oh, as in, this is a weakness of mine. It's weak as in, I feel literally like lovesick, literally sick. Sure, right. Like I feel weak inside and like it's, I hate that feeling because I feel like I've been stripped of my power and oh. like my internal strength okay. is, you know what i'm saying yeah no, so, so you're actually saying you're saying what i'm saying that it's actually coming again and help help us help the listener to better understand it sounds like <laughs> it's, it, it sounds like it's you it's not a good thing for you it's something that you enjoy is falling in love well i mean it's complicated i mean it's uh, like love, love is complicated. no i don't i don't enjoy it because i don't like waking up checking the phone and being like, oh my, you know, what's he doing? And, you know, like being super like vulnerable. So, so like, what, you're, you're a human being at the end of the day. And that's a normal human response and want and yearning for like, you know, love and affection. And if that comes from a male figure of which you're attracted to, then that's normal. What, I, what I only felt that with two guys. And then I dated this other guy for like two years or three years and I didn't feel it. So it's interesting. Well, what I would say to you is, again, it's to each his own, right? Right. For me, my experience of falling in love has certainly evolved, changed, Mm -hmm. um, expanded of what that means. And for me now, what I would say to you is that idea of love or love making you weak, to me, it it, it has evolved from what I, how I used to look at when I was younger. To me, what I, and again, mm-hmm. I, I, the relationship I've been, I've been in now has been, is five years and, the, and one that I had before was for 16. And I found uh, incredible strength, support, love. Um, it, you know, certainly uh, there were times where I felt where I would lose myself because I was putting someone else's needs before my own. What I've come yeah. to see what I have come to see. And that, again, that's my own growth. And that, and that kind of extends back to why I was, I think initially attracted to someone who was older because they had something that I didn't feel I had. What I've <laughs> discovered though, is, you know, when you come together and you find that person, you fall in love and you open yourself up, it's a wonderful, beautiful, empowering thing. It's, 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 it's finding someone who wants to, and sees you fully, loves every aspect of you and wants you to be that and wants you to grow. And you know, one of the beautiful things that came out of the relationship I was in before, it's we were really clear, you know, we weren't, you know, we were growing still as individuals, we were growing in our careers, you know, but we were committed to evolving together. And it was yes. such a wonderful, positive experience because of that. And, you know, where I am today, it's like, and what I took from that relationship, and I do believe, you know, that we have, we don't just have one soulmate in our lives. I believe 
there are many connections that we make and some of them might happen for a weekend. Some of them might be for mm -hmm. a year. It might be for five years. It might be for forever. But I, I believe that people come into our lives, come into our hearts for whatever period of time, whatever chapter that might be. And from that, we, yes, there might be um, some heartache or hurt, you know, if, mm -hmm. if, if it ends, but I also believe we grow as people and it sets us up then hopefully you take learnings from every relationship, you know, obviously yeah. friendships as well as those that you fall in love with. You take from that, you know, the silver linings, the positives and learn from too, maybe the not so good parts. Mm -hmm. And then, so when then you meet that next person, like for you, like to fall in love with someone, it's right now you, you actually are having a less positive or we'll maybe even say a negative experience. So you, there's a part of you like, well, why would I even want to be with that? Why would I even want to open myself up? So where, you know, whereas I, for me, it's like, I have found that to, to be with someone, to fall in love with someone is an incredible experience, you know, and it's, it is, um, you find a strength in yourself and, you know, you, you find a strength in another person and that you, you are coming together as equals, you know, or, or, you know, there's also good, listen, one of the beautiful things about my, um, my parents and the relationship that they had is they were really clear that they were the perfect yin and yang for each other. You know, they, you know, again, on paper, and my parents joke about it, looking at it again, listen, I had the benefit of my parents are still together. I have friends that, you know, or John, you, you talk about you, you didn't have the experience of having a male father figure or father in your life. Mm -hmm. For me, you know, what I saw and as much as what I went through as a kid, what I still saw though, was these two people who had come together and saw their strengths and their weaknesses as individuals and came together and lifted each other up. And yeah. to this day, they still have that. And, and I still learn from my parents, you know, and it says, listen, I, I, it took me years to step into uh, the confidence that I have today is much because of what happened to me as a kid, mm -hmm. you know, as if, you know, as in the industry that we're in, again, you know, you can have an incredible confidence and amazing talent or, you know, be the best looking person in the room, so to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you're getting a job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that your sense of self, your sense of worth, can take a beating, can take, you know, can be battered. So, you know, that's one of the things, again, with years of therapy and also being of service, like what you're talking about, which I so believe in, you know, I have grown into myself. And so whereas someone who maybe I, you know, I was attracted to a daddy that I may have fallen in love with because they possessed or had this overt sense of confidence, right? That I didn't feel I have today. It's, yeah, there's still moments I might feel that way, but I, I feel very much that that's, that's who I am. You know, I've embraced, if, if, if being a daddy means being confident in who you are, then I'm full daddy right now. When we come back for the next part, um, we are going to talk about you dating younger. All righty, kittens. We're going to take a little daddy nap. We'll be right back. Great. Great.
Alrighty guys, that was Be My Daddy by Alana Del Rey. Do you know that's did you hear that song previously? I did. Do you like it? I do. It makes me well listen, the joke is it makes me laugh. Why? Why is that? Because of people I, listen, people have been referring to me as their daddy since I was in my late twenties. Because I Oh started, my gosh. I started going gray when I was around 28, 29 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and I and listen, looking the way that I look, it's it kind of embodied all of it. You know, the challenge is I kind of blow people's uh, fantasy up when as soon, <laughs> as soon as I they start talking to me because I have this energy, this unbridled energy, right? And I'm not this like kind of sit back, kind of cool, um, you know, guy that kind of gives you like just a casual nod. You know, I, I, yeah, sometimes I'm like bouncing He's all over Manhattan. Yeah, right. Man. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, it, and smoking a cigarette or whatever yeah. it is, right. You know, leaning in the shadows in the dark. How old were you when you went gray? I'm fully gray. I, yeah. Silver. Silver. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> my, my silver, my silver fox so to speak. I, I where we really shifted probably when I was 40, 40. Yeah, where it really became yeah. noticeable. Yeah. And then 45, where it literally was like, boom. Did that, like, was that a, like something that made guys come to you more yes. than before? Yes. Why, I, but, I, okay, I got to know. Like, for me, I don't know why, right? Yeah. But when a man has chest hair, that is attractive to me. Sure. But when the chest hair turns gray... It's kind of like makes me wet. <laughs> but <laughs> so why is that? You gotta clean up an aisle too. Right, exactly. Please. Why does the color alone make you like, you know? Here the, you know, here's the the right, the the funny thing, the interesting thing. Um there I have some friends or and listen, I get comments online. For 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 some people, gray hair. It's a huge turnoff. They it's a turnoff. Yeah, it's a turnoff. They still associate it with being like old or over the hill or. or oh yeah. Listen, I, I there's a few comments. Now again, granted, I I am so grateful. I feel blessed. I'm humbled that people that have supported me, we'll say on social media, they it's it's been a wonderful po- overall positive experience, right? But every now and then, I'll get someone who'll be like, they're like, hang it up, grandpa. Because oh, they're... my gosh. Oh, sure. And some, and some go a little further than that. And say, this grandpa gets more dick than you. So I, I, <laughs> I, I could say that. Listen, I, again, so, but to your point, though, there, there is, listen, it's men and women, right? It's, 
it all of a sudden this it's this this silver hair, this salt and pepper hair, it, it carries with it this sense of distinguished, uh, debonair, um, successful, uh, successful, uh, sophisticated. You know, sophisticated. Again, all these wonderful great S words, right? Yeah. And so you, it becomes that you know, and again, and as silly as it might sound, even the way like you light hits you, right? Whether it's in a photograph or walking into a room or even here on zoom, it's the way that the light hits your hair. And sometimes it just, it creates this, this glow almost sometimes daddy glow. This daddy. Thank you. Well, I think part of it, the silver hair thing is like when you're growing up, right. And, And for me, this is how I feel when I see like an older guy with, you know, hair, that, I equate that to being an adult, you know? And so yes, when yes. I become an adult and, you know, maybe the first time I go to bed with someone who has silver hair, it's kind of like, it like brings you back in a weird way to when you were a kid and sure. you're like, oh, that's an adult. And then now you're sleeping with that person and yes. it kind of like turns you on. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't understand what that is. Yeah. Well, listen, I think it's, it it kind of, when you're talking about that, it's, that's your response, right? That is, as you, as a kid, you, listen, I remember growing up, thank God I still remember growing up, right? Um, But what my idea of what it was to be an adult, you know, and I can remember (laughs) it was someone who was 40, you know, that to me was an adult. Right. Yeah. You know, so, and, and what they looked like, and again, they, they, you know, they either, they were married or with a partner or they, and they had a, a great house or they, and they had kids or, you know, they, they try, mm-hmm. I mean, all the, and the, and the look, right. And how they were on, you know, they carried themselves. And I, when I turned 40, it's like, and all of a sudden I had to come to terms with like, wait a minute, this is my idea of what it was is to be an adult right now. Yeah. It, it shifted, you know, it also, I say, uh, I should say it also expanded because wait a minute, I'm now that, you know, and then, and then again, that's why I'm so open about my age too. you know, this is particularly with section when I turned 40 and, and got older and it's turned 50. I, I'm, you know, like, fuck that. I'm proud to be it. And if you, you, my sense of what it is to be older, you know, and again, in the industries that we're in, really in any industry, just to kind of, kind of bring back what you're talking about, gray hair, there are some people, listen, men and women that when they see gray hair, they, they, it's for them, it's like, Oh, you know, they're not attractive or it's they're over the hill or they should be put out to pasture or, and then others people, they embrace it. Like they're the leaders. They're the people I looked up to. They're the people I respect. So it's all changing. And, you know, one of the, the great things too, that it's happening we'll say in regards to, we'll say ageism, right. Is, you know, this whole, that whole saying of, you know, 40 is the new 30 or 50 is the new 20 or 50, whatever it might be, whatever the thing, the catchphrase is, you know, mm-hmm. part of the reason I'm so outspoken about my age is it's it. I want to help redefine what that means. Like, listen, I'm also not pretending to be a 20 year old. Yeah, I'm not, I, 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 I'm not pretending to be a 30 year old. I'm me. I, I, I'm, I'm proudly 53. I have, you know, the, the gray, the salt and pepper hair that I have, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 the body that I have, and certainly, you know, age has 
impacted it. You know, sports injuries have impacted it or whatever it is, but this is who I am today. And I still, uh-huh. I love life as much as I did 10 years ago and even more so. I'm more interested and more curious in life than uh-huh. I was 30 years ago. You know, being able to, I mean, how, again, how crazy it is. It's like, I never thought I would have the career, we'll say, that I have today if it weren't for social media. And many people, even though it's certainly changed, we'll say today, but five years ago, it was a young man's game or young person's game, so to speak. Yeah. It, it wasn't this tool of marketing or communication or, or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. And, and so for me to all of a sudden have that chapter open up because of you know, what I looked like, do you think you're more successful now than back when you were modeling when you were younger? Absolutely. For absolutely. Yeah. You know, and as much how I, um, you know, listen, I had, I had some success, but I wasn't this incredible, you know, you know, wild, wildly successful, you know, working all the time model. I mean, I, I, I mean, you're on H and M in times square, which is really good. Congratulations. Have, thank you very much. Listen, that was, that, came was came about because of social media that that the team found me on social media and um ended up shooting the same campaign it was one of the best experiences of my life in as much that i showed up on set as me i wasn't like i wasn't the actor for hire i wasn't the model for hire they wanted me they wanted eric rutherford they wanted every aspect of me Mm -hmm. and 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 i I, I, we flourished. I knew showing up that I was going to be, I was going to be the best person that I could possibly be. I was going to bring a joy. I was going to bring a positivity to the set. And I did. And again, to, to then for, ha- to come for have that to happen. And then to, I mean, to have a global campaign at, I think it was 51 at the time. Cause it, I think at this point it's, that was two years ago. So to have a global campaign at 51 and a, a billboard in times square, I, listen, I, I'll, I'll, I embrace that. I'll, I'll pat myself. I mean, on the you back. know, you, as an actor, model myself, being in this business, you feel a sense of urgency because you feel like whatever age you are in sure. Hollywood years, you're ten years older. So I'm always like freaked out about my expiration date, and you know, I don't know if you ever had that feeling. Um, yes. Yes, but you know, people like you are inspiring to you know people like myself because we can say, "Sorry to you know age you," (laughs) but but, (laughs) like you know the gap. But but that's the conversation, right? Um, The point is that I could say, no matter how many years apart we are in age, yeah, I could be like, "Holy shit, maybe my big break is going to come at fifty-three." You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe I shouldn't be rushing. Maybe I put in the work and trust that it will come when it will come. Yes. You know? Listen, I'm glad you said it because I, you took the words right out of my mouth. I, at 53, I am entering in to a new stage for me, I believe, a new stage of creativity and content that I'm putting together right now that I did, I wasn't in three years ago. Mm-hmm. And in as much as that has to do because of the opportunities I've, I'm being presented, but also as much, 
I'm not being presented with certain opportunities. And listen, my, I always like to say my first go around in the industry, right? Because I left, I left acting, modeling, I left everything. I left everything, we'll say, in front of the camera. I, early, when I was in my early 30s, I was burnt out. I, was, uh, I uh, didn't believe what I had, the talent or my experience that I had that I brought to, to the table. I didn't believe in it. I questioned it. I doubted it. I had, I, I had casting directors yeah. say to me, you, you smell of desperation. Ugh. Oh my gosh. But I have to say it was as hard as that was, it was the truth. Because you needed the job. That's why. I mean, well, it was needed the job, yeah. but I wasn't trusting. Again, like I was saying, again, listen, it's art. Listen, these industries, again, you could be the nicest person, the most talented, the best looking. You could be the perfect person for the job. And for whatever reasons, you don't get it. So, you know, the, the wonderful thing, and again, my many, many years in and around. Um, we'll say these industries, right? Entertainment industry, fashion industry, whatever it might be. It's, it's, I had a great manager, but when I was younger and at that point they were saying, listen, you're, you know, John, again, I relate to what you're saying at, at yeah. one point they were saying, because of the way that I look, I should be doing so-and-so I should be getting these jobs. I, sh this is how, again, it's all stereotype and labels. Yeah. Again, and now this was meant years ago, but I, how I was seen was I should be doing this and it wasn't happening. Yeah. So what they said to me is, listen, you're a great writer. You're good at comedy, all these things, right. That, that they knew about me. They said, go, go write something for yourself. Now, granted, this was 20 plus side years ago where you didn't have the platform of social media. It mm. wasn't as easy to pick up your iPhone and go shoot a short film or a full length film, you know, so that those didn't exist. So I ended up, I literally, because of what she said, I wrote my first play. Oh, wow. It was option for off Broadway and in development, but because of that time of, of making opportunity happen while I also was auditioning, while I also was working, while I was doing those things, and, and, I'm, and I'm glad you actually brought it up because I, I, I'm, and I'm happy to share it because that experience, fast forward to where we are today, part of the reason I wanted to come back, we'll say, in front of the camera when these opportunities, to be able to, to go shoot a short film or write something for you and your friend or whatever it is and begin to put it out there because, listen, I'm sure you both know and, and people that are listening, it's many times, you know, you have to, if you want something, you know, it, it's, you have to fight for it. You have to work for it. You have to invest in it. You can't just, and again, I'm yeah. guilty. There's days where it's like, I, I'll be sitting there on the couch and be like, damn, my phone's not ringing. Yeah. It depends yeah. on how hungry you are and how badly you want it. Absolutely. And so what I would say, you know, to both of you and, and to people who are listening, and I say it to myself, do the work, you know, and, and, and also be willing to pivot, to be flexible. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, again, I came back into this industry because of, literally, because of my hair. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous, but it did. It, things happened and then social media and because I was, you know, I had a job and I was producing events and 
I was posting about those events and, you know, people started to see me or recognize me or follow me. And, and, and you know, these opportunity doors closed and other ones opened. And so I stepped in, yeah. you know, and, and then, and then, you know, over the last two years, we'll say I would get some amazing, some big hits of success, like that, that campaign for H and M and yet, yeah. And then you'd wait for other work. Like the way that life works. Uh, it's like each, each chapter or stage in our lives, we have to evolve Yes. And we go through these different stages and, you know, like depending on what it is, depending on what the, like you'd say, like whatever the industry wants or whatever is available to yourself, like you have to evolve to like, you know, like yes. go with it. Yes. Well, listen, and someone said to me, um, well, let me finish this thought and then I'll come back to being the, you want to, well, I'll, let me say this first. Someone, I was talking with a friend of mine who is very smart in business and and she was saying to me, do you want to be a face of a brand or a face of a business? And it really hit me mm -hmm. because you begin to think like, well, is it really about having that recognition? We'll say as the face, is it, is it, a, you know, is it having your, your face on Times Square or a cover of a magazine or whatever it is, or a, or a huge campaign? Or do you want to be the face of a business that is creating things and you happen to be starring in it or, or doing it or producing it or whatever it is. And it really shifted. And this was recent, you know, because, you know, cause again, for the last few years to me, it's listen, I love the industry. I love the entertainment industry. I love the fashion industry. I, I love the creativity. I love the people that are in it. I, I, it, it, it is, it is a joy and a privilege to be around people of talent and passion and excitement and whether it's a musician or again, whatever it is. And I know you both feel the same way. And it's, and if you want to participate in it, it's finding where you can, John, kind of just what you're saying. And, you know, and listen, I'm not a singer. I don't I dance, but I lo love singers and dancers. I'm an okay actor. Um, so it's finding your way. And so, you know, over the last two years, it's like, all right, well, where, where in it can I be of service? Where can I, you know, share my ideas or be a part of it or work towards it? So I started, you know, I started producing this thing called the push because to me, it was, it was, it was going off kind of what I was saying before. It's, you know, there are so many people in the world, right. Who face adversity in, mm -hmm. in many different forms, whether it's the color of their skin or it's who they love or, or, or the, the fact that, that they're a woman or they're old or whatever it might be, and they overcome it and they find success. Like Ava DuVernay is one of those people that I look to. You know, she, she had this incredible career as a publicist, right? And then she knew she wanted more. She knew she wanted to direct films. And so she worked her ass off. But as a black woman in Hollywood a few years ago, there, there wasn't a lot of, there weren't a lot of invites to sit at the table. So what she did is she built her own table and she built her own chairs. And then she invited people to sit at that table and she continues to do that. And she continues to evolve. So, you know, using that as inspiration or that as a guide or, or whatever, however you might look at it, you know, if I, what do I want to do? I, do I want to host a show? Do I want to um, tell other people's stories and, and shed a light on that. Well, that's what you do. So I started doing this project called the push where I interviewed friends of mine who had overcome adversity and had found success. 
I'm back to writing. I'm in the, I'm in the middle of a second draft of an idea I had for a two person play, which actually could be a two person film as well. So I'm literally in the middle of doing that. Wow. I'm, getting, I'm getting ready to launch a podcast, mm-hmm. you know, focused on original stories and original storytelling. So it's, if, you know, people are going to, um, it's very human to look at someone and want to put them in a category or label mm-hmm. them or, or bunch them together with another stereotype. Okay. That's fine. That's, that's just, that's how we interact with people. Mm-hmm. If you want something more than that, then you need to help people see that as much by the actions that you take or the things that you do or the people that you associate with. So it's, yeah. you know, it's as much as going back to this whole idea of what it means to be a daddy. You know, I've lost jobs because people will see my pictures, right? They'll go on, they'll log on, they'll swipe up, they'll ask for my book or whatever it might be. My reel, again, whatever, however you want to, you know, they'll have an idea of what, you know, Eric Rutherford is going to be like. And then they start, then they meet me. And I'm not this stereotype of what they feel a daddy should be or a, or a mature man should be or behave or, or whatever it is. And so then I don't get hired. Mm-hmm. What though comes out of that is I, I'm me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going on my path of what it means to be me for many years, many, 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 many years, you know, you know, one of the things you had sent me a question and listen, when I was, when I was in my early twenties, there was a part of me that I was petrified to be out, to be openly gay, to talk about my opinion, whatever it is, because I so wanted to fit in to the job that they were going to hire me for that. I, yeah. literally, I would almost like wash myself, you know, of any kind of individuality that made me who I am today. Now, the amazing thing, the fantastic thing, as much because of social media as anything else, right, is you can be yourself. Yeah. And people want that. People want diversity now. They want, they want to see something other. They want, there's so many different looks, shapes, sizes, expressions of beauty, um, what it is to be masculine or feminine, what, I mean, all, what it means to be successful. And to me, that is what's exciting. That is what's attractive. So if, if, if this is how I define myself or, or, or share myself, if, 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 if I am that daddy, you know, then this is me as the daddy. This is, this is how I choose to be. I, I'm not, I'm not the guy that's like, kind of sitting back, you know, and, and behaving a certain way. So um, with that said, since, you know, since we're up to date, up to right. date and uh, we're talking about that, um, with your success and your age and just, you know, who you are now, you are dating someone younger. Yes. And did you, like, when you were, you know, younger, did yeah. you think... Um, like, oh, I don't want to be old. Like, I'm going to be a hag, a washed out has been. Did you ever feel like that? No, 
Okay, well, that's good. So some people, some young people have that. I, okay, I have a question for the two of you. Yeah. Do you have that fear? Yes. Yes. <laughs> wait, 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 tell, I'm, I'm fascinated. Tell me, tell me why, or tell me a, a, a little reason or one of the reasons why. I just, I don't know. I have like a little bit of like, white in my beard right now and i'm like i'm like oh my god i'm it's happening um like that was like my like when they asked me in high school i remember they said like what's your number one fear in the yearbook and i was like getting older sure <laughs> and so then i was just like because like i it's like you don't know what's gonna happen you look at your parents you look at your grandparents and you like you look at them and it's just like it's like i don't want to be that example like how do i change this how do what do i do what do i do and it's like it's like a it's it's like understanding and like being appreciative of like, you know, like it's not going to worst things not going to happen to you if you can control it. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm, if sure. you can take care of it yourself and if you can own it and yeah. you know, like be able to embody it and just go with it, like you're, you're going to be okay. Yeah. But definitely like freaking out. Like, yeah. Dom, what about you? Uh, I mean, basically what Jono said, I think just the idea of, of getting old, sure. just the, you know, the word, sure. you know, what it symbolizes and, you know, your age, 53, what you look like at 53 today is not what people looked like at 53 in the seventies or eighties. Absolutely not. So I think my mind is it's still... Helps. <laughs> there is yes i feel like by the time we're 53 things are more evolved and people Absolutely. you know so oh. I, I think that my mind is like you know uh angela lansbury in murder she wrote she was like sure. 48 years old and she you know <laughs> right well okay i'll make you I'll, I'll make you crack up so what? one of the things my partner and i've been doing during lockdown right the pandemic as many people have is we've been going and watching old shows and I use and I use that term specifically, old shows, right? You know, from the seventies or eighties, nineties, right? Early twos. Mm -hmm. We one of the shows we've been watching was Golden Girls, uh -huh. and I remember when it came out. So to watch it now with my partner, who is seventeen years younger than I am, by the way. Um, but to watch that, you know, one, it's one of the funniest shows. Period. Just leave it at that. Like the four of them are just four of the best comedic actresses in the industry. Besides that, I think we've realized that two of them are on the show are, are presented as younger than I am. Yeah. And now, and now again, that was like thing early nineties. Right. And again, watching that show through that lens or through my lens now doesn't, match up but to your point dom yeah. what has changed again i was just i was just like the two of you i remember being in my late teens and early 20s thinking someone who was 40 oh my god they're over the hill or that's my parents and then as i got closer and closer i and whether it was because i um met you know i dated older people or I was getting old. I mean, kind of all those things, you know, my experience of what it was to be old or older changed. And then 
listen, you, I, again, you guys are a long way off, but as when I got closer to 40, there was a part of me that was like, oh my God. But also I was at that time in my life, I was traveling around the world. I was working, producing events with some of the most fantastic people. I was making great money. I owned, I mean, all these amazing things were happening and I probably was in the best physical shape of my life ever. So my sense of what it was to quote unquote be old changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I still and have the old mindset. That's what, what I'm saying. Yeah. To be old. Well, again, with like stereotype. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, oh, so listen, I just wanted to get into the, the finish off with, um, about dating younger. Did you ever sure. feel that you would, did you ever feel that you would be dating someone 17 years younger? I, in regards to dating someone younger, yeah, dating someone 17 years younger, and, and I was resistant. You were. Uh, in as much that, yeah, I was, I was, I, um, listen, there's a, again, there's a, I, there's a part of me, let me start again, you know, regards to dating someone younger. I never thought I would do that. In fact, I, I just, one, I didn't see myself that way. I think as much because my experience had always been, you know, when I first, we'll say started dating, I was, I always dated older, you know, and that was my reference. You know, I, as much that I was the younger one, I, um, I, that was my role in the relationship. That's what I brought to the relationship. Um, uh, kind of all those things again, old labels, stereotypes, experience, right. like emotional and physical experience. And then, you know, and then the, the relationships that I was in after that, you know, you know, the person I was in with for, um, 16 years, we were pretty much the same age. And, and then that ended and, you know, you, I thought I would date someone either a little older or again, my same age. So when we met, I, um, I was hesitant because I also remembered what I felt like when I was dating someone older that I, um, I sometimes would lose myself in their lives, Mm. you know, and I, and I, um, wasn't, fully present, or I, I didn't feel, I didn't always feel equal. Now, again, that was my experience from the people that I was with. That's, they weren't placing that on me. That was how yeah, I right. felt. And so I, I think when I first met this person, uh, my partner now, it, I, that was in my brain. That was all thinking of my brain. Again, that was my experience, but that was, that's how I was viewing it. You know, what it turns out to be is with, he is incredibly successful um, uh, and wildly mature in some areas has far, far more experience, uh, in business than I do. I mean, there's all these, right. There's all these, we'll say boxes being checked. Well, I think maybe because of the maturity factor, maybe he's just like, yeah, at the time you met, maybe it was like this thing where everyone at his age was just like, they weren't on the same mental wavelength absolutely and then he meets you and you're old 17 years older 
and you know you guys kind of mentally he's your age does that yeah you know uh, no you you know you dom you're exactly right what you know what one of the things that i had to you know one of the things that i learned right um especially after my breakup was or i will say not learned i committed to that i wanted to surround myself with people both in my life is people that i would fall in love with that i was friends with uh, as well as that I worked with. I wanted to surround myself with people that love and respected the person that I was, that I was in that moment, not someone who I used to be or someone that I was going to be. And not my potential, not uh, um, what am I, not what I look, not this, this personality, so to speak, of what I was on social media all that, it was me, it was everything about me, all, all the wonderful things, all the, um, the well, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier, the things in my past, so to speak, but who I was today. And, and it was positive and it was supportive and it was respectful and it was uplifting. Um, and and uh, liked, liked that person and fell in love with that person. So when I met my partner, um, that's what he did. And so when we, at one point we broke up because I was still stuck on this person's younger, they've got so much growing to do. I mean, kind of all these things, right? Was I ready to get back into one? All those, and I had to take a moment and say, if I'm committed or looking to find people that want to love me for all of who I am, right? Mm -hmm. Then this is what that person's doing. That person wants to do. So why would I run away from it? Why would I say no? And so we kind of came back, got back together and, and we've been together ever since. Wow. Yeah. So, so let me, sorry. So let me kind of add a, add to that. So regards to age, right? Right. You know, and I, I think I think you can fall in love with someone and have an incredibly wonderful, beautiful, exciting um, relationship full of respect and support and equality and um, adventure and evolution and kind of all those right, all those things that you want in a relationship. I believe men and women, you know, men and men, women, women, or wherever you fall, right? I believe, you know, it's about the person and less about the number. Right. It's what's in the inside that counts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Jono, um, have you dated older, younger? What do you prefer? What's your I thing? I everything. <laughs> Wait, you want to say that again, Jono? Uh, wait, why? Just because I wanted to hear it again. Okay. I've dated everything. <laughs> I've, uh, like, you know, from different types of ages, different skin colors, you know, different types of people, like, shapes, sizes, everything. Like, I've da- I, I tried everything. And yeah. I found that, you know, there is... Like, cause I guess like with me, I'm kind of like an old soul. 
Mm-hmm. So me being able to connect with someone that is older is like someone like I can I could talk to this person. This person gets what I'm saying. Okay. Gets what I'm gets what I'm talking about. When I dated somebody younger, it was just like like no, right? <laughs> you're not like we're not like we're not seeing eye to eye. Like you're sure. you're still um, figuring your shit out, and it's just like for me, it's just like talking to somebody that's still on like we're like on the same wavelength we're still in that right. same understanding of life and whatnot yep. that's that's what i'm i'm attracted to right dom what about you um well you know like i said earlier i he's well known at the retirement home yeah i could see myself with an 80 year old man really because i could like i feel like this nurturing where i could like feed him applesauce change his diaper you know like these are things that I find to be more beneficial than. Can I call you Anna sex. Nicole for now on? Sure. Um, I mean, I. Bless her. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I'm not. A lot of guys my age, it's about the physical. Sure. They want to have sex three or four times a day. And I don't know. So I want to take that caregiver kind of role. I could see myself. I've actually fantasized, not in a sexual way, but daydreamed about, uh, you know, dating someone much older, like much older than you. Sure. And like taking on that caregiver role. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why that imbalance is attractive to me, you know? Yeah. Let's yeah. say, let's say, let's anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, I've recently found out that people your age, um, they have a lot of baggage. And just because they're your age doesn't mean they have that maturity level For that sure. I think I have. For sure. And so I'll meet someone who's your age and they want to go to the clubs. And I'm like, but I'm dating someone your age because I don't want to go to the clubs. Listen, so, yeah. Yeah. That, like, listen, that's a big, that's a, uh, uh, God, um, that's like a whole other kettle of fish, right? That's like, that's a whole other conversation too. It's, it, you know, to me, that's, I think that's as much, I think that could be, you know, like in, the queer community, the gay community. I mean, that's, it's, it's holding on to your youth, right? I think, I don't think you have to be gay or straight, right? It's that whole idea, men and women, right? It's wanting to hold on to what you were because you're, right. you know, it's, and again, I, I, listen, again, I'm the first person, I love to dance. I, I, there's still, it's like, I am so ready to go back out and be with a group of friends when, when we can and freaking dance. I, I still would love the feeling of, you know, of togetherness and euphoria and expression, whatever. Like I, that there's still part of me that I love, 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 love that. Uh, and I'm a good dancer. So that helps. Right. Um, there's also a different, like, you know, I, 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 if you're holding on to an old, your, your youth, so to speak, in my opinion, it's not attractive. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I'll tell you that more recently I joined a dating uh, app called Hinge. Do you know about it? Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you call it? Grinder. No, I don't. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't use that one. I've never actually, I've never been on them before, but um, I use Hinge. It's like an upscale one, I, I think. And um, I actually set the age from 18 to 20 just to, you know, see. Sure, I just want to sure. test it out because I sure. said I would never date really young. Right. And uh, I just, so I wanted to see what was, you know, it was an experiment. Sure. And uh, I matched with some of them and I noticed that a lot of them would say, and then I unmatched right after. I said, they'd say, hey man, what's up? And then they you want to follow each other on Insta? I'm like, no, I don't. I wanted to have a connection and talk to you. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's just like, I can't deal with that. Here's it. Listen, here's the thing is it's finding, it's being open to me. And my, and this is again, my opinion, my experience, this is what I found works for me. Sometimes it doesn't work, but right now it's where I'm at. It's, it's, as bumper a sticker as this might find, sound, right? Or the t-shirt you want to wear. It's, it's being your best self and whatever that looks like. And, you know, and it's, if, um, if, if you want to, if you want to do those things, great. You know, whether it's still go out or do that or whatever it is. Okay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But, but it's, it's you living, showing up, living your best life. Because then to me, you attract those that are like you, you know, and you seek those out and they seek you out. So they then, yeah. so, you know, and then you are, then you do flourish together. Then you yeah. do, again, it's like, I, listen, part of my um, perspective right now and life, right, is I don't drink and I don't do drugs anymore and I don't smoke, you know, and so and I haven't for many, many years. So my sense of all that is very different. You know, also my idea of being youthful or, or still wanting to go out or, or whatever is just looks, it, it looks different. And to me, the energy is this, it, the energy can be the same. You know, it's mm. like, you know, I love nothing more than being around a, 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 a large group of, you know, a table and having a fantastic dinner and getting loud and, and, and people can be drinking too. It's like, that doesn't mean it's a, it's just in the exchange. Right. And, and to me, it's sexy and fun and it's exciting. And, and you meet new people that way and actually, and you, whatever, and you can still get crazy and stand on the, get on the table or stand on the chairs. You or, know what is yeah. that what you just said? Uh, a lot of people will say either relationships as in, you know, family relationships friendships, dating, uh, career relationships. It's, uh, people have said that I'm very difficult to get to know. Okay. And that I'm, you know, very private and guarded and stuff. Sure. And some have said cold. So, um, do, do, I, I can think, I interrupt for a second? Do you think you're uh, cold? Do you think you're cold? I don't think so. No, but, um, I don't, I don't think so. Do you? <laughs> I, I, we're just getting, we're getting, do you know what I mean? To me, yeah, no. You, to me, that I, that's why I get it. it's fascinating about you describing that of, or how you've been described, but then also too like your experience growing up, like with your mom and everything. It's or what you're looking for in a partner. It's 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 different than my own, we'll say. But again, that's what makes us amazing individuals. But I just wanted to say that because of that, this podcast I feel is an opportunity, and maybe yeah. for Jono too 
um, to, to show our true selves because what's happening is that for an introvert like myself, that stimulation can be sure. overwhelming. And, you know, when we're talking, you and I, yeah. right? Yeah. The listener who might not like my personality, they can't shut me down. They can't make a look like, you know what I mean? They can't react. It's just me and you talking sure. as me. And I don't know what they're thinking and I don't really don't care. But if they're right in front of you and, you know, you say something that you think is funny and they don't, they might like give a look or a reaction and that shuts you down. Sure. Can you I, know? I want to interrupt you. Listen, so, yeah. you, can, I'm going to interrupt for a second. I'm again, not to throw you on the couch. Yeah. Um, you talked about this, you all doing this podcast and you referenced yourself as a, you're, you're just acting, right? This is you performing. It's not really who you are. I would say that's not entirely true. Because I, I mean, it's a version of myself. It's it, a version of myself. It, it absolutely is. And so I, I would and exaggerated. Only, yeah. But I, I don't think it's, again, my opinion, I'm just stepping in and you guys, you certainly know yourself yeah. better than I do. Is, this is you. This is, this is who you are. I don't, I don't, you're very natural here. You ask great questions. There's a, you're, you're comfortable. You've been open. You're engaging. You're, you listen, you share ideas, whatever. This is you. So what I would suggest to you is begin to open, how, open up how you see yourself outside of this, because this is as much who you are out there as it is here. All right. So the only, and the only reason I'm saying is, I remember when that began to shift for me, because again, again, I was this shy kid and there's still a part of me that think that introvert, right? And there is an aspects of that. Yet I'm also very comfortable speaking in front of hundreds of people. And I'm very comfortable. I, I, I enjoy engaging with the people. I, I love that. I, lo I like it. Enjoy I can't do that as Dominic. I can do that as the character I'm, you know, being. But it's still, again, but, it's still but it's still yeah. Dominic doing, right. right? You know what I mean? Anyway, it's, it's, right. I, I, all I'm saying is what I'm getting here is more than I think maybe you're giving yourself credit for. Yeah. Well, on that note, we got to wrap up this show today. Thank you so much for coming on. We it got really too deep for him. <laughs> and <laughs> thank you so thank much. You for we... Oh, so before we actually close off, where can everybody find you online? Uh, so social, it's Mr. Rutherford. It's pretty much everywhere, whether it's on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Snapchat, um, TikTok. It's all kind. Of, it's all the same. Okay. Great. Thank you. I really, I really enjoyed uh, chatting with you and I hope everyone who's listening um, has found something uh, interesting or enjoyable or a takeaway that you've gotten from our conversation. And certainly um, different than I expected talking about what it means to be a daddy or a DILF. Uh, but it, but it's but it's my way of being a daddy or a dill. So <laughs> I absolutely loved it, and honestly, you you went in and you delivered the true vulnerability of you know your backstory and who you are as an individual and where you came from, and definitely appreciate that. And we get to see the true Mr. Rutherford. Exactly. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that very much. Okay. Well, have a good day. Congrats, okay. too. I really appreciate Bye. it.
Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. This has been Jabber Podcast, produced by Dominic Albano and executive produced by John Madison. Do you have a question or topic you want to share? Email us at jabbrpod at gmail.com. Or send us a DM on Instagram at jabberpod. This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Stories and mentions are not meant to hurt anyone and their subtitle parties.